You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We got a jam-packed show today, getting you ready for a lot of things national more so than local. Unfortunately, there's really not a lot going on, except, of, obviously, Yankees uh, take it on the Dodgers out west. Uh, the Mets, uh, they're hosting the Blue Jays. So there's that. Um, and we'll talk a lot of Major League Baseball. Uh, but, obviously, NBA Finals taking place, the Miami Heat and uh, the Denver Nuggets, dare I say, sweep, which, by the way, you can get them at 3-1 to one right now. I'll give you all the reasons why I would lay that. Um, curious if you agree or disagree. Nick Friedel is going to join us from Denver, so that'll be cool uh, in about 27 minutes. Um, we'll also hear from Ohm Youngman Souk. So Nick Friedel is covering the Miami Heat. Ohm is covering uh, the Denver Nuggets. So we'll hear from both of those cats today. Stormy Bonantani is going to join us. Uh, she's phenomenal, part of the, uh, the XFL crew with ESPN, but really uh, her wheelhouse is, uh, is hockey, and she's from Las Vegas. And so she loves her some Golden Knights. So she's going to jump on board and give us a preview in regards to the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers uh, Stanley Cup series that kicks off. Uh, obviously, and uh, we'll hear from Greg Wish get it out, Anita. Greg Wyshynski a little bit later on the show. As always, it's Saturday, so we'll hear from Joe Wiz. Uh, we'll get his picks and his plays, and of course, we'll take your calls throughout. 800-919-3776. In regard to local, pertaining to the Knicks, Scott Perry let go from his duties as GM of the Knicks. Uh, no longer we Leon Rose or, or World Wide West. Uh, so how does that make you feel? I think it's really interesting that this move was made uh, because as we head into the summer uh, that is always active and attractive when it comes to the NBA, um, Knicks are, are going to have to make some decisions with the plethora of draft picks that they have and who knows who's available to possibly go out there and, uh, and get an Embiid. Uh, get it, a, a, a Giannis, I don't know, a Kawhi, a Luka, a Harden. Who are you willing to give up? Uh, you want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. I think it's interesting that, uh, that that Scott Perry was released. So obviously that's big news in regards to the Knicks. Um, you've got the Jets and the Giants uh, still hosting OTAs. Uh, no no action-packed OTA from Aaron Rodgers because he's still dealing with that calf issue. Is that a concern for Jets fans as we head into and we get closer, obviously, to uh, to the preseason? Um, is it a sign of things to come? Hopefully not for Jets fans. And for Giants fans, uh, another OTA without Saquon Barkley. I played golf this week with um, uh, with Michael Gar- Mike Garofolo from the NFL network. And, and while we were out on the golf course, I asked him, I said, Mike, what do you, what do you think is going to happen here with Saquon Barkley? And, and he said, he believes that they agree to a deal um, as we get closer to the season. So, and, and, and speaking to a number of, of other people, they feel the same way. So I don't, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button when it comes to the giants either. So, but again, really not a lot going on here locally. Unfortunately, um, it would have been great if uh, the Rangers or the Devils or the Islanders, somebody would have been uh, still active and attractive in the uh, in the NHL postseason, let alone possibly the Knicks. But I know that was uh, that's w- w- really really wishful thinking 
again, we've got Harvey and Joe producing the show. When I first logged on prior to uh, to this show kicking off, you guys had a full bank of calls, and all of it was was Yankee fans, as I saw. Now I know the Yankees lost last night again, eight to four to the Dodgers. A really interesting storyline here. Get this: Kershaw beat the Yankees for the first time. He has been in the majors for 16 years. He's been playing baseball for 16 years. And and this was his first time beating the Yankees. Nine strikeouts in seven innings. Mookie Betts, two home runs off, off of uh, Severino. Of course, it was the first game back for Stanton and Donaldson. Uh, and they both got some action there. Uh, this is a Yankees team. They've lost two straight. They're, they're sitting at 34 and 25. They are six and a half games back to the Rays. Uh, the Orioles still in front of them. But here's the positive spin on this. And the positive spin is you got Garrett Cole going today. Okay? Um, 6-0 with a 9-2-9-3 ERA. And he's going up against uh, a gentleman by the name of Michael Grove, who uh, this will be his first start since back in April because of a groin strain. 0-1, he's got an 8-4-4 ERA. Um, and, but bigger picture here, and looking to, as as topsy-turvy of, of a start to the season has it, as it's been for the Yankees. They were still in the thick of it. If the season ended today, they'd still make it to the postseason. And they're just getting Stanton back. As we know, Judge was on the IL for a hot second because of his hip. What's all the fuss, guys? What was all the fuss this morning? What was, what, what was all the negativity in the calls coming in? Explain it to us, please. The main topic was that they want most people, some people... Well, give me a percentage based on based on the calls that you took this morning talking about the Yankees. What's the percentage of people who want what? 60-40 want Anthony Volpe down to AAA. And they want Oswald Peraza, who's raking right now in AAA, to mm-hmm. be promoted. Yeah, they wanted him last year. Um, was it Hicks? Who? Uh, no, who was it? It was somebody who... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember. Who was it last year that... He was out of he was out of options in regard to being sent down, or or they wanted to get a better look at him up in the bigs. Do you remember who it was? Talking about Cabrera, was Walter Cabrera? Maybe was it Cabrera? It wasn't really performing great. Who was it? I, I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyway, nonetheless. Um, but listen, Volpe he started he started the season strong. We see this. Not not every but not every major league baseball player is stellar throughout the entire major league baseball season. It's long as get out. It's 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 an ebb and flow. So, out of curiosity, how many stolen bases does Volpe have? Do we know? I believe it was thirteen the last time I checked. I'll get to you in point five seconds. Okay, I, no rush. No, I rush. think that just passed the point five seconds. So, so the majority of calls were just Yankee fans calling in saying, send Volpe down? He's got 13 That's- stolen bases, yeah, because he's hitting 190 as of right now. Okay. But he's got eight home runs, already has a walk-off to his name. I don't understand why. Um, we, are, we just happened to be in June, and people want him down. It's a bit too early. My Siri, my Siri just talked to me, but my, <laughs> my, it's like I was like, wait, what was what was that? It it, it sounded like Siri there for a second. But um, no, it's too early. Besides, I, I guess the the other point of contention is that last year, um, we we talked about Luis Castillo 
being an option to trade for at the deadline, and the mm-hmm. Yankees didn't do so because they were going to call up Volpe no matter what. So it's early. So I'm not, we're still in the thick of the wild card at least. Actually, it's still in the thick of the division too. I mean, I believe we're like five games back, six games Six and a half games back. Six That's and a half fine. games back to the Rays. Um, uh, Orioles are, uh, so three games back to the Orioles, six and a half games back to, to the Rays. And again, if the season was it was to end today, the Yankees would still still make it as a wild card. So, and 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 let's be honest, this team has uh, has not met expectations uh, based on the roster, uh, based on the salary um, of this team as a whole. Uh, but but they've been injury riddled. Let's be honest. Um. I just I, I don't I, I just I don't understand the would you say would you say based on the phone calls you got today that would you call it a panic button is a panic button being pushed oh I mean it's we Yankee fans it's panic. a five alarm fire that doesn't need to be a five alarm fire it, yes five I would say panic I would say the panic button's being pushed on June yeah, 3rd why? when it, why? there's no need to because I you know what I think a lot of it is is you know Volpe to you know no fault of his own has been compared to Jeter and when you're compared to arguably the greatest shortstop of all time you know you can only play so well before people get on you and yeah I don't know why 50 something games into his major league career Volpe is getting the hound sent after him to be sent back down to AAA and what do you and, want and, from he, him? And, and here's another thing really quick like is it is it fair no it's not that, fair is is it fair that he was compared to Jeter, absolutely like, not. I don't, I don't think that's. I don't think that's that. that that's some hefty expectations to put on a, a, a young man. And you know, just for the sake of argument, let's play the game. He gets sent down to AAA and absolutely rakes. Bets you know five hundred with four homers in ten games, and he, you bring him back up, and he's still like this. What do you want from the kid? You know, I, I a caller did bring this up earlier in the video that they put out on social media with Volpe getting called up Cashman and Boone said you have a lot of development still to be done but we want it to be done at the major league level so I I don't understand why a vocal minority of Yankee fans are calling for for Volpe's job when he's a 20-something year old kid 50 games into his major league season to me I would hope that this is just a blip on a very successful career and I mean how many major leaguers struggle within their first 50 games of being called up to the bigs 800-919-3776 we come back we'll take your calls sharky wants to give me some credit for something i don't know what but i'll take it <laughs> um we'll continue we'll we'll get your calls when we get back anita marks with you here on 98.7 espn this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I thought every at-bat Giancarlo had was good. It's on time all night, all the way to that last AB where he works the walk. Obviously, J.D., you know, really getting into a couple balls and hit a ball pretty well to third, too. So, yeah, good to see those guys come in and, and just be on time and obviously really impact the ball. Booney talking about uh, getting, again, Stanton and Donaldson both back, and they both homered yesterday. So there's that. <laughs> I just, the sky's falling. No, it's not. It's early. This team is still not at 100%. And who's, who's to say what teams in Major League Baseball are, are really ever at 100%, and if they are, for how long? Um, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to Sharky in Suffren. Sharky, welcome in. All right, Anita. Sit back and soak up the love for a minute. First of okay. all, uh, Ty, <laughs> first of all, Ty Butler. I hope he re- he realizes how much of the uh, he owes to you because he's doing a great job, and you took him under your wing and and uh, sent him on his way. Number two, when the football season starts, Anita, whenever you have Diana or Cynthia on, the name of the segment is from now on the Football Foxes. But mainly, <laughs> Anita, what I want to go over with you is about two months ago. You came on the show. First, you came on your gambling show on Tuesday, Wednesday night, whatever, with Dave. And everybody was all over the Celtics and the Bucks and the Sixers and, for some crazy reasons, the Suns and the Lakers. And Anita Mark said, take the Nuggets to go to the NBA, uh, to the Western Conference Finals. Take the Nuggets to go to the, um, uh, to the NBA Finals. And take Jokic at plus 900 to win the MVP. Well, Anita, I have a feeling in a few days you're going to be walking out of the shoe store with a whole lot of new pair of shoes to go along with those sexy legs. Good job. (laughs) Sharky, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call. Uh, Yeah, so when when the NBA, for folks that are listening, uh, when the NBA playoffs just started, I just, more than anything, I, I felt like Denver was not getting any respect from the odds makers, and I didn't quite understand it. Like, I understand people here on the East Coast. It's hard sometimes. Games, tip-offs, I, out West, they start at like 1030 at night. It's it's a school night. You're in bed. Sometimes you're sleeping even before the tip-off begins. So I would imagine that there was a lot of people out there who didn't watch a lot of Denver Nuggets games or even really know a lot about Jokic. And I'll be honest with you, I think that's a big reason why. There's a lot of reasons why he didn't win the MVP this year. Uh, but, whoa, what a big swing and miss that was. Uh, what's Embiid doing right now? Nothing. 
Um, meanwhile, Jokic is putting up triple doubles against every team that they have faced in the postseason. Just ridiculous that he didn't win another MVP this year, but that's, that's, that's a topic for a whole nother show. Um, I just felt like the odds that you were getting for the Denver Nuggets to win the championship were just ridiculous and because they were just not getting a lot of respect from the odds makers. Uh, and obviously now that ship has sailed. If you listen to me when, when the playoffs began, uh, yeah, you'd be sitting pretty right now. So, uh, Sharky, thank you. Thank you for that shout-out. Uh, let's go to is, – is it Colum? Colum calling in from the Bronx? Yeah, Colum from the Bronx. Good afternoon, Anita. So Hi. I wanted to talk a little – want to talk a little bit about the Knicks. You mentioned that the, you know, the, uh, the firing of Scott Perry. I don't know if you mentioned also that uh, Julius Randle just got uh, ankle surgery, I believe, right. just announced yesterday. So, and a lot of the trade scenarios that are going to be talked about is a lot of pie in the sky. You know, I doubt a Philly, uh, you know, a Philly would team would, would trade to New York for Embiid. And I doubt, you know, or, or the Celtics team trading or whatever. These are a lot of like, crazy scenarios, but I'll give you a scenario that I think is obtainable. And with Julius Randle's injury, I think he obviously loses a little bit of trade value. I would go after Paul George, but with the caveat is you're not trading Julius Randle. You're adding that in. You would trade, you know, a couple first-round picks. You would trade Emmanuel Quickly because Emmanuel Quickly right now needs a new contract. And the way he played in the playoffs, I don't think it would be the, the best thing to give him a, a lucrative deal and also trade away, um, you know, uh, Obi Toppin. So you give them Toppin and quickly, which are two young players with the ability to possibly take it to a next level of being legit NBA players and a couple of first-round picks. And the Clippers are in a position where I don't think Embiid's going to play much next year and they're probably going to start hitting the reset button very soon. And, Paul George is an older player. He probably won't be that expensive in a trade, and he still has the ability to to come in and you know perform at an all star level. I, I mean, it's 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 good, and thank you for the phone call. It's good food for thought. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, the Knicks are in a really good spot. They've got a ton of of draft capital in regards to the number of first round draft picks they have for the next several years. And, um, and, and they've got some really great pieces that performed well this season that added more value to a potential trade in RJ, in Quickly, in Grimes, in, in Mitch Rob- Robinson. So, you know, I, I, just, I, I, think, I think the Knicks are in a really, really good situation in regard to which way they flow. I just think it's it, the timing in regard to Scott Perry being fired I think is, is, is interesting. And, and I'm, I'm going to have Nick Friedle on the show momentarily. And, and obviously uh, I'm going to ask him about his thoughts on, on the Scott Perry firing and, um, and in what he thinks the game plan is for the Knicks uh, in, during the summer. Uh, let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. Tommy, welcome in. Good afternoon, Anita. How are we doing? Great. All right. Just wanted to touch uh, back on what you were talking about with the Yankees earlier. Um, when my call was being screened, I brought up the old saying, you know, you don't want to ever be the, the guy who replaces the legend. Well, we're, we're four shortstops removed from Jeter at this point. You know, we had Didi, you had Glaber for a couple of years. IKF didn't work. I, it's, it's not fair to hold him to that, to that level. You know, they, 
like you said, in the video with Boone and Cashman, when they told him he made the team, they said, you're going to develop, but you're going to do it here. He's not going anywhere. You know, they're going to ride it out with this guy. And I think he's, he's a great kid. He's a ball of energy. He's just, you know, he's going to have some struggles. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Tommy, and thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. You and I are on the same page. Like, let's slow our roll here for a second. Who, who, who put that analogy on him? Which I, I feel is very unfair right now at the start of the season. Derek Jeter is just he. He was he was an outlier. Um, he was special, kissed by God, different. It's just it's it's not fair. That's just not fair. Um, to have that type of expectation, especially this early in his career. Um, let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, welcome in. Oh, thank you, Anita, for taking my call. Good afternoon. Hi. How's it going? Just wanted to, you know, uh, sorry for changing paces. Just wanted to talk about the Jets and the Bardwell article because um, a lot of people have been bringing it up and um, kind of like taking shots at him for his view and I really you know I I totally get it but the thing is to me as a Jet fan that was kind of skeptical for you know for the deal with Aaron Rodgers we're always going to look back at the trades that it took to pull this off because this is part of part of the sports media where we get to look back and you know the Elijah Moore in the third rounder that was sent to the Browns to get that second round pick and you know losing Broderick Jones and you know for the pick swap and everything else that you know resulted is part of it is part of the narrative of going all in for Aaron Rodgers and I don't think uh, I felt like you know how certain people especially within the morning show you know were attacking him I, I, I thought that that was a little I thought that that was a little unfair unfair from my my standpoint we got we yeah. have to be fair fair yeah Jose thanks for the phone call I appreciate it um I I, I do want to dive into that we're, we're up against a break we're going to take it we're going to come back Nick Friedel's going to join us we're going to continue to talk some NBA. I'll ask him about the uh, the Scott Perry uh, firing. Um, but I, I do want to circle back with that. And, and folks that are just listening, maybe you haven't read or, or heard about the uh, uh, Barnwell article. Um, he pretty much ranked the Jets and the Giants, both franchises, uh, towards the bottom in regard to what teams did this in, throughout free agency as well as the draft. And, um, and Barnwell's not a huge fan in regard to the the Jets and all that they gave up to go get Aaron Rodgers and the money that they're spending on Aaron Rodgers, he actually threw out the notion it possibly would have been better to go out and, and get somebody like Teddy Bridgewater or make a better push for Derek Carr, save some money, spend that money elsewhere where now you've got a very legit game manager with all the talent and weapons that you have here as opposed to putting all your eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket with no commitment that he'll be back here in 2024. There's, there's, you know, that's, that's, that's a conversation. It's legit. It's a legit conversation to have. Agree or disagree with Bill Barnwell. It's a legit conversation to have. Uh, we'll dive into that in, 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 the, uh, in the next hour or so as well, okay? We'll circle back to that, I promise. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon. Nick Verdell joins us from Denver next here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon, getting you ready for game two of the NBA Finals. As we know, game one, boy, watch out, Denver. They ain't messing around. They are not messing around, people, especially at home. Uh, they have just been a force to be reckoned with, whether it's just uh, that home court advantage, the thin air, the altitude, you name it. Uh, Nick Friedel joins us now here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Nick, good morning to you. Good afternoon to us, but you're joining us from Denver. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Anita. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great. Listen, uh, dare I say Denver Nuggets sweep 3-1. to one. We'll get there in a minute. Um, I know you've got your finger on the pulse of the Miami Heat team better than most. Uh, what is the, what's the latest with Tyler Hero? Can he be a hero uh, for this organization? Will we see him play in game two? Anita, there's, there's hope, certainly, and as Wood reported, uh, they, they think there, there's a chance, you know, they want to see how he continues to go through uh, the workouts, uh, not only today, but I'm sure getting into tomorrow. I think at the latest, it's game three. It just seems like he's doing more and more. Uh, but they could use him, certainly, because that offense just does not have uh, the type of guys who are going to be able to create their uh, their own shots and spread, spread out uh, the floor for everybody else, especially after game one when Struis and Caleb Martin won one for 17. So I think there's a chance. It depends on what happens here over the next 36 hours or so before tomorrow night. But if not tomorrow – it sure feels like it'll be game three. You know, it, it's, it's interesting, right? Because you, you, we, we know how good Hero was this season, and, and especially like helping the Heat in regard to their three-point shooting. But he, he's been on the shelf for so long, Nick. You've got to imagine, you've got to assume that there's going to be, um, you know, a... a, a a, a game, a moment, some time in regard to getting back into the flow, right? So, like, you know, will he be an immediate impact? Will, will it have an immediate impact? Or is it going to take a minute to kind of get that, that, that engine revving? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be really surprised if it's an immediate impact, Anita, because you can't miss as much time as he has. And we're on about a, a month and a half now after he broke that hand and expect to just get into a rhythm really quickly. So uh, I I would just be shocked if, even if he does return, he's playing any kind of big minutes. I think this is a guy who would come off the bench. He would try to give him a spark offensively. 
but you've got guys who have established themselves at this point. You, I mean, you have Vincent and Martin, especially Martin, who was so good in that Eastern Conference final series. And Struess, aside from his off night the other night, has made some big plays, and Duncan Robinson has hit some big shots. So Hero will help in whatever he can give them. But this idea that Hero is going to ride in on the white horse and, <laughs> and just start raining down threes, I think that's a little overblown. It takes a lot, a lot for any player who's missed that much time to feel good coming back off of an injury and to plug anyone into the intensity of a finals game and expect them to perform at the same level we've seen maybe in the past. That's just asking too much. Yeah, I I, I feel you. Again, Nick Friedel joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. All right, uh, let, let's discuss what went wrong and what poti- potentially could go right. Uh, Jimmy Butler, right? 38 minutes, 13 points, 6 of 14. Um, is it because he just doesn't have a lot of gas left in that tank? From what I understand, uh, this Miami Heat team went straight from Boston out west to Denver. They haven't had any home cooking, slept in their own bed, pet their own dogs, nothing like that. Um, what What is it going to take? What are your expectations for Jimmy Butler in game two? Anita, he's got to be more aggressive. He knows that they only went to the foul line twice. That is a postseason record that nobody wants. But he's got to be that guy that sets the tone to the point, though, about how much gas he's got left. Look, I've been around the heat now over a month. Jimmy just looks like a guy who's got tired. That is the reality. I think that ankle is still bothering him. He's never going to acknowledge that. But more than anything else, He's playing 40 minutes every night. He's asked to carry them on both sides of the floor. And over time, what we have figured out is that Jimmy's human, just like everybody else. So I expect him to play a lot better tomorrow. And by no means do I think that the Heat are going to just roll over in this series because we've seen it too many times. They are tough as hell. This group believes they will always find a way. But specific to Jimmy Butler, having been around him all these years, Anita, I just think all of this has caught up to him a little bit. Now, all great players have a little something extra in reserve. That's what the Heat have to bank on. But if we're trying to figure out what's going on with Jimmy, I don't think this one takes a rocket scientist. I think he is just gassed after all the, not only the minutes, but the emotional toll that he's invested here during this postseason run. I hear you. Um, Not only that, the supporting cast, which performed so well against Boston, especially Caleb Martin, but Caleb, Max, Duncan Robinson, all combined for just six points, two of 23 from the field. Again, I I know we just talked about Tyler Hero and how important it would be to get him back because uh, these guys are just not delivering. Is this a case of them as well just being spent, or is this just a Denver Nuggets team that just plays better defense, are taller, bigger, and more physical against these these you know six five players that that the Heat are rolling out? Uh, I mean, I think the the key here is that Denver is just a really really good team, and so much of the country doesn't pay attention to them because mm-hmm. they just don't have that big of a, a fan base. And people even here in Denver can't even watch most of their games because they're still going through a a dispute with uh, one of the cable companies. So there are a lot of factors here. But uh, as far as the the missed shots in game one, 
think Shrews and Martin will certainly be better in game two. They cer- certainly were confident that that was going to be the case in that locker room the other night. But Denver is really good. They are really talented. They're deep. They've got a lot of defenders who know exactly what to do, and they're well coached by Michael Malone. So I, I'm just not, I'm not seeing that there's a lot of uh, pushback for Miami as far as being able to turn all these different things around. I think their margin for error is so very small because Denver is so much better uh, than than any of these other teams that they face. And I know they played uh, the Bucks earlier, and a lot was made out of winning that series, but Giannis was hurt. Middleton's still uh, not looking exactly the same as he has in the past. Denver, to me, having watched all these different teams now, is very clearly the best team in the game. Now it's just up to them to finish the job here. Again, um, Nick Fredell joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. So with that being said, uh, big picture here, game two, you've got yet again a Denver Nuggets team that's favored by eight and a half, nine in some places. Uh, we know how good they've been at home. Are, are you giving this Miami Heat any chance any to cover, win? How do you think game two plays out, Nick? I think they have a chance to cover, Anita, just because I think – the law of averages says that Struis isn't going to go 0 for 10 again. <laughs> Caleb Martin isn't going to go 1 for 7. Where I would caution anybody who's who's trying to figure out what may happen tomorrow, though, is Bam Adebayo was awesome, especially offensively in Game 1. But that was because Denver was just giving him space to do whatever he wanted to do. Are you banking on the fact that he's going to have that kind of huge – double-double uh, again and, and be that kind of dynamic offensive performer, I, I think that's a stretch. And on top of everything else, why I'd be hesitant on any number in this game, Anita, I just don't think Denver played that well. I think they can play so much better, which, of course, mm-hmm. is a scary thought if you're Miami. But you looked at the end of the third quarter, Jokic had six shots, <laughs> and he had all those assists, but you're like – you know, man, what happens if he just starts putting up shots all over the place? There's nobody who can really stop him. So uh, Denver still has a uh, a great deal of, of promise to hit after what they did in game one. And it's why I'd be really, really scared. And, and Jimmy Butler's put me wrong every time, Anita, but I'd be really scared to throw any money down on Miami making a huge comeback in this series just because, I think Denver, from what we've seen, is is just in a different class. Just to, for folks out there, just to give you some statistics, um, again, Denver won game one, 104 to 93, so they covered. Halftime was 59-44, so they covered. I had the, the halftime spread at minus five, covered there. I had the under at 219, that covered. Interesting odds makers now have dropped that down to 214 and a half, 215. So that's come down a big deal. But Denver from three, eight of 27, only 29.6%. And they still won. In fact, at one point in time, they led by 24. So I understand what you're saying. Like, listen, the supporting cast can't play that bad again. But at the same time, Nick, I don't don't think this Denver Nuggets team shoots that poorly from behind the arc as well. I, I'm I'm looking at another blowout, to be quite frank. Uh, and I 
think you are right on, Anita. And, mm-hmm. and everybody should be listening anyway after uh, nailing all the picks that you did in game one. But I, this is the issue for Miami. So much of what has gotten them through in these playoffs are they're just mentally tough. They figure that no matter what the obstacle is, they will find a way through it. But they haven't run into Jokic. Mm-hmm. And they haven't run into the supporting cast that is around him. And the point about the three-point percentage with Denver is very well taken because when you see the way they were missing shots, they were getting clean looks. I mean, everybody was focused on Struce and Martin and the Heat saying, oh, you know, we, we've got this. Well, guess who else was getting clean looks? Denver. And <laughs> they just weren't making them. So, uh, there are a lot of reasons why I think Denver could run away with the game, but it, it's just why I, I just don't feel comfortable with any of the numbers uh, as far as game two goes because every time the Heat are counted out, people say, ah, it's not going to happen. That, at least in this postseason, has been the time where they go, oh, you know, we got this. But again, and I can't stress this enough, I just don't think a lot of people understand how good the Nuggets are, and they are going to show that over time, over the next week and a half or so. Nick, before we let you go, um, let's talk about the Knicks just for a hot second. News this week, uh, GM Scott Perry uh, has been with the Knicks, uh, was with the Knicks since 2017, 2018, let go. Uh, of course, we know he worked under uh, you know Leon and in, in, in Wes as well. Your, your thoughts on... This release, um, does it paint a picture in regard to what maybe Knicks fans can expect this coming summer? What what does this tell you? Anita, when I saw it, I was kind of like, well, I, I know Scott Perry is a respected guy around the league, but I think you hit on the two names that <laughs> are at the forefront of this whole deal, and it's Leon Rose and, and World Wide West. And when those two guys are – at the top of your organization from a front office standpoint, I mean, again, Scott Perry uh, has done some solid work across the league for a while, but when you have Leon Rose, who's negotiated uh, a boatload of different deals over time, and you have Wes with the connections he has, and, and a lot of people have mentioned in the last couple of days, but you've got Gerson Rosas, who's uh, been there now for a little bit, and, and he was in Minnesota. He's been in plenty of front offices. As well, I kind of went, all right, you know, I I just, I don't think that it is that big of a deal one way or another. Uh, In the end, if a player is going to end up there, uh, it's going to be because they want to be in New York and and they want that stage and the relationships either with, with Rose or with World Wide West, those usually are going to be the ones that make the difference. When you have those type of powers to be already in place in an organization, a general manager, no matter uh, whether uh, who he or she may be, isn't going to change that part uh, that much. Uh, just a, a few names, like you know, I'm hearing Embiid, I'm hearing Giannis, I'm hearing Harden, I'm hearing Chris Paul. I'm here. We had a caller called in, said Paul George. Uh, realistically, uh, is is everybody in play? Are they not? Like, like what? what? <laughs> I, I mean, I think the Knicks being the Knicks, 
and in New York City in the Garden. Everything is in play in the sense that they're all they will always be mentioned. But the Knicks have the same problem that a boatload of teams have across the league going into the summer, which is you have all these different names, but who out of those names is actually going to move? Because I tell you, the only person I, I felt that comfortable uh, with out of that list that may leave is Harden, who, who may land in Houston again. But number two, if those guys aren't going to leave, then who out there is going to come in and you go, okay, we we are that much better than where we were. So uh, in the end, if we were putting money down on what happens this summer for the Knicks, I would say that the team that you saw leave the floor in game six against the Heat is going to look a lot like the same team that you see on opening night. Uh, the issue is, and this is a credit to what Leon Rose and that front office have done over the last few years, they've got all their assets. They've got all their picks. So if one of those guys, those stars, and we're talking about Embiid or you know whomever it may be uh, that, that pops free, they have the ability to make that kind of deal. I just don't know if you're giving up all the picks that it would take to get one of those stars. We've seen it plenty of times over. Look at the KD situation in Phoenix. How much better do you become if you have a star but you gave up all your depth to get that person in place? It will be interesting to see how this all plays out, that's for sure. Um, it's going to be a fun summer once this NBA Finals is over. Uh, Nick, you rock as always. Always uh, so much appreciate your time. I know you're one of the busiest, hardworking guys right now on ESPN considering you're covering this, uh, this Miami Heat team. So thank you so much. You got it, Nina. Talk to you soon. Nick Friedel joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, a lot to dive into. I'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Nick's fans, uh, reaction. To what uh, what Nick said, you know, are you willing? I want to say, was it a few weeks ago, guys? Uh, we had Bobby Marks on the show, and I asked him, "What is it going to take to uh, to to get one of these big name players here to New York?" And he pretty much listed <laughs> R.J. quickly, Grimes, Mitch Robinson, and five first round draft picks. Um, it, would would you would you do that deal for an Embiid? Would you do that deal for a Giannis? 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Dare I say sweep, uh, you know, Nick hit, hit the nail on the head. And, and let me ask you guys, again, Harvey and Joe producing the show, uh, can you count on your fingers and toes how many times you saw the Denver Nuggets and Jokic play this uh, regular season? I mean, because Harvey and I work late during the week, I was turning on Denver Nuggets games as we were ending, you know, ESPN New York tonight with Larry and Gordon routinely just because I love watching Jokic play so I I think I you know we're in the minority of people that actually watched you know 10 to 15 Jokic games throughout the year interesting okay uh well yeah you I think you guys are in the minority that's for sure um and I know we called uh Porzingis uh, the unicorn I I I think we should be calling him the unicorn. I mean, he's just, he is so good for a big man. He is just, just everything. The um, intellectually, how he plays the game, so smart, how he makes everybody around him better. And when it is on him, how he delivers. 
and and just the fact that he is he's just been able to average a triple double is 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 really remarkable and and we're and and it, it just it continues he averaged a triple double at home throughout the regular season and he's doing it now throughout the postseason um, he's a Martian it, it, it honestly feels okay. effortless the way he does it don't okay. you think so don't you think he's like not breaking a sweat when he's out there well some people don't perspire well I mean you get but, what I but mean but he does but uh, but he does pers- he's always wa- he's always wiping his face and his nose Have I would hope so that? yeah but it looks too easy the way that right. he does it because you look <laughs> the way that the way that he wipes the no sweat not off that his nose? the way that yes he, yes that's what he meant yes, yes that's exactly what I meant the way that he gets these triple doubles you you look at the box score at halftime you know it's eight ten and five and you're like what, were we watching the same game it, it doesn't really it seems like he can do it with his eyes closed. Um, it does like it. It seems effortless. Yes, I I, I hear what you're saying. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's get to your calls. Let's go to Javier. Uh, Javier in Queens. Welcome in. Hey Anita, how's it going? Great. Welcome. Thanks. Um, so you know I, I you know I I'm a I'm a big Knicks fan. I try to think of myself as a realistic Knicks fan. So I think it's time for for a big trade. I think they they look a lot like that Nets team before they did trade for KD. You know, you hope the results are better. And in a funny way, I feel like Giannis is kind of prime for the Knicks. You know, this aging guy who clearly has a back problem that's starting up. You know, know, the the cynic in me is kind of typical Knicks, that guy. If he came to the Knicks, who knows? But, uh, you know, I'm I'm ready for it. You know, they they look prime. And you're for it. you're you ready think? for it. You're and you're willing. You're ready, Javier, to give up RJ quickly, Grimes, Mitch Robinson. You're ready to give up that package along with five to six first round draft picks to bring in an Embiid, to bring in a Giannis. You're ready for it. All the guys you named, I, I honestly don't think any of them have you know star written on them. You know, RJ maybe has the potential to take a step up, but overall, like you know. They are all role players. Like that's that's the that's the price of doing that kind of business. And you know, at this point, you know, the Knicks have been such a joke for a long time. It, it, it's very refreshing to know that, you know, it, it's time. People are willing to come to the Knicks. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, just hoping for better days. Um, it, it's interesting you say hoping for better days, Javier. Like I think the season was a huge success. I really do. I know disappointing. Uh, in regards to they they didn't get they didn't get through Miami, but look my look at what Miami Miami took went went the distance with Boston, okay, look at what they were able to do. So um, you know based on the fact that the Miami Heat now are are in the championship, granted I, as as Nick and I were talking about like I just don't think we just don't think that they've got a lot of gas left, but to me I I think this was an uber successful season, but I, I'm in agreement with you I think the Knicks need. Uh, another big piece in order to make that leap and really become a true, a true legit contender in the postseason. But at the same time, you're teetering on that line of not giving up too much that now you don't have uh, the supporting cast that you need in order to truly go out and win a championship, right? It's, 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 um, it's, it's difficult. 800-919-3776. We come back. We'll continue with your calls right here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.